uh, I, I would tell myself to like follow my heart and just just to like truly like follow my heart and just be be honest with yourself and and never make assumptions like I, I assumed my parents wouldn't, wouldn't accept me for my decision that I'm making but yeah be be true to yourself and just just be honest and right now is the time to like take those risks like I can go back to school 10 years from now if I really wanted like and that's that's something like I hope like I can, I can go back and major in something that's that's like of interest to me but like just follow your heart school will always be there um your dreams and time won't like I, I see like every day is an opportunity to like achieve something better and like time time is always ticking so the sooner you decide and make up your mind and jump into like what you're into and like what your heart's telling you to go like the better it is yeah what's up guys i'm tiffany parr and welcome to another episode of the work in progress podcast today's episode is featuring a talented videographer and photographer out of the milwaukee area Brema Brema. Brema is also the co-founding member of the Urban Misadventures. You might recognize that company because I've interviewed his other co-founders, Quentin Alums and Eric Didier for the podcast. So guys, Brema's story is absolutely incredible. He was born in Sudan and grew up in Kenya in a refugee camp there. And then his parents were able to move to the United States with the help of the UN. Um, in the United States, he had trouble, I guess, fitting in initially, kind of felt like an outcast or a misfit, and then eventually found skateboarding where he was able to, you know, really insert himself into this new culture with a new group of people. Um, from skateboarding, he decided to begin experimenting with, you know, creating his own clothes, got into screen printing which was kind of like the budding of his now uh, clothing line unfinished legacy um, along the way after skateboarding he got into graffiti as well and through a complete chance he was able to win a camera uh, via raffle little did he know that that camera would you know really change the direction of his life and now he's doing photography and videography full-time he's done an amazing job of showcasing his talent and work online uh, specifically by showcasing his photography work on Instagram where he's at over 50,000 followers I'm gonna let the beat drop from here and let you guys listen to one of my favorite interviews of the work in progress podcast and guys uh, just so you know there will not be a live stream this wednesday going skiing with the family but you can expect a special real talk episode on friday it's really not about well who are you and how old are you it's really how much time have you spent on a given platform my i think my one piece of advice especially for young people is just like every day try and figure out how the world works to changing the future of somebody and doing it for the greater good. That is, in my opinion, the best idea I've ever come up with. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Work in Progress podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Para, and today I'm joined with Brema, and his last name is also Brema, too. I thought it was just a nickname, but I can affirm it is his actual last name. So, Brema, I'm going to let you take the intro from here. I know you've done a lot of really cool things in the videography, photography space, but I'll just kind of let you tell everyone, you know, kind of a bit about it, your background. Definitely. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, my name is Brema Brema, and it's real. Uh, I was born in Sudan, uh, a country in East Africa, raised in Kenya. It's like right below Sudan, and mo moved to the United States in 2010. And that's pretty much came here for like education as any other immigrant families. But um, I left, we left Sudan when I was like five years old with my family and migrated to Kenya because Sudan was undergoing war at the time. And we settled at a refugee camp in Kenya that was founded by a, a majority of like refugee who were coming from Ethiopia, Somalia, and Sudan. And then living in the refugee camp was kind of like, it was tough, like conditions were harsh. Uh, there was like a lot of like lack of opportunities and stuff like that. So, so when we came here, my, my family pretty much got help by the UN to come here for us to have opportunities and to go to school. And I'm very like grateful and thankful for that. My whole family's here. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, I guess we can like fast forward to where you are now or like we'll definitely get there to where you are now with like the videography and photography. Yeah. But I guess like how big is your family? Like, do you have siblings? Um, and I guess what was life like in Sudan? Uh, I don't I don't remember Sudan at all. I we moved when I was five, but I, I do remember Kenya vividly. I remember, you know, walking to school and and going to like fetch water at in the morning and night because like water shortage uh water wasn't running 24 7 they only had like like we had to go to like a tap where you can only i think get water from like a certain period of time maybe for like three hours the water was open and people can go fetch water and then from then it's it's closed and if you didn't get water at that time like you're kind of screwed so and I remember my, my dad and mom ran a shop where they would sell like household goods and stuff like salt, you know, and sugar and stuff like that. And to the point where like the store really got really big and my dad was able to like send me to a boarding school by the capital city of Kenya. And then from there, things happened at the camp and we were forced to like leave the refugee camp. And then from there, the UN helped us get here. So, and when we got here, I was enrolled to eighth grade. And then when I graduated, I went to a high school here called Riverside. And then from there, I joined UWM, which is a, a local university here, University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, after a year of being at UWM, I wasn't really I was going for graphic design at the time. I didn't really like it. I'm not, I mean, I love learning, but school wasn't for me. So I, I ended up doing public allies. It's an American program for two years. The first year I was placed at a nonprofit that uses art to engage youth and social justice issue. So I was like the art instructor there for, for a year. And then after that, after my, First year was done, I did a second year. Um, and I ended up doing that with the school district in Milwaukee called MPS, Milwaukee Public School. And I was like their district photographer. So that was like really cool. That was like 
one of the first time that I felt like I could do what I was into for a job and a living. Uh, I did that for about a year, built up my network, and I just started like kind of posting a lot on social media too. And then I met Q probably a month after my second year service was done. And then from there, everything just really moved fast. Met Eric and then, then we founded MK Misfit, which by now it's like Urban Misfit Venture. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, what a journey. All right, so I have a couple questions, I guess, like within there, um, just like within like my my own curiosity as well. Like, I guess, what was that journey like? Like when you first came to the U.S., did you know English? Like, did you expect, were you like at all at a culture shock with everything that like, because if you go from a place like, you know, where you have to like, or I guess growing up, I guess those years um, in Sudan where you have to like fetch water and like things like that, that's like so different than like growing up here so I guess like what was that dynamic of coming over to the U.S. like was it a lot at first um uh I guess here and there uh so when we before we moved here like you know my 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 family like they're very much like school and like the idea of school and school was enforced into us like at a younger age so learning English when we were younger and then so when we moved here American English is a little bit you know different and weird like back in Kenya people spoke like British English mm. so a lot of the words are like different and that, that was something the culture not so much because like I remember back then like people like were listening to like hip-hop and you know it's a lot of like the popular songs here would make their way back to Kenya and people really embrace like America but in a way that's like only like New York LA and like all the like you know like the big cities but like then when we moved to Milwaukee I was I was like very surprised I was like damn this is this is America like you know so just getting used to that and then like going to school like you know not to be cliche but like I did uh, get bullied a lot because I didn't fit in with the culture and like the people uh, and my English is different so I think that really forced me to to like hone in with my art and actually just focus my energy into like art and just kind of doing that because like that was the only thing that I had to do because we didn't have like Xbox or anything you know we just moved here like so that's all I kind of focused my time doing. And then I started skateboarding from there. I got to meet a lot of people through Milwaukee, a lot of like the skate culture, I guess misfits. Cause like the skateboarders are just like misfits in the world. And I, I fit pretty well with them. And then from there, the art of graffiti, like I found out a few of my friends were doing it. So I just, I, I loved like just going on like these different abandoned buildings and creating a piece of art that's just gonna like live on and to anyone that goes there they might see it and think it's cool or get it get inspired or something like that so, yeah. yeah definitely so I guess like were you always drawn to art even from a young age like was it something that uh you knew pretty early on like this is something I'm really passionate about um I guess like yeah what was that like was it was it 
at what point in your life did you kind of realize that art was maybe like more of a passion? So I found out that I was into art at a young age. Like I remember going to school and seeing like a lot of students like flipping through books and just like looking at imageries and tracing them. And I just thought like it was very fascinating how like someone can trace an image on from a book and it would look like exact same. So I started doing that. I started tracing. And then from there, I just like started like drawing portraits and just like still life and stuff like that. And then I remember it was just like something that I loved doing, just like drawing and stuff. And then I remember one time my dad bought me some, some like some paint. It was like some uh, watercolor paint. And I just like, I was so excited to just like experiment with it and like to try like all these different like form of doing portraitures with like paint. And so I just found out that was something that I enjoyed and I just kept doing it. And then when I came, when I moved to the United States uh, and when I got enrolled to the eighth grade, there was an art class that I took and I really, I really liked what was being taught and I like I found like that was like one area that I really found interest in like from like making sculptures to like drawing to making posters like all of that was very fascinating to me and I kind of stuck with it Mm -hmm. yeah definitely so I guess like time frame wise in terms of your age because I know you just like right before we recorded this podcast you said you were you're like you're 21 about to turn 22 um i guess like what is the time frame of like you know you being really into art whether it be like drawing sculpture and then kind of going into skateboarding i guess like in terms of age uh age uh 17 yeah 17 i moved actually probably not even i moved here when i was 14 um i think around 16 that's when i like I remember, I don't know where, but I saw a skateboard and somebody was riding it. And I was like, damn, that's so cool. Like, I want I want that. And so I went home and, like, picked up some board. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to build myself a skateboard. Because, like, you know, my dad didn't have enough money then to buy, go, go out of his way to buy me a skateboard. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to build a skateboard and this and that. And then a few months later, I saw, like, this kid, like, skating down like a block from our house and I just like went up to him and was like can I try that and like the first time I stepped on a board I fell and it just like I was like I was like I didn't know it would like just go fast so it just like slipped under me and I fell but I still got up and just like got back on it and I was like I want this and he was like yeah I'll sell it to you for five bucks it was like a family dollar board so I just like I bought it from there like I met somebody else who had like two boards so he like gave me a spare so I just kept skating from there. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Skating is brutal. I just uh posted a video on LinkedIn as well as like I just I did an interview uh with this kid with this guy named Ricky Chavez like back uh, in September but I just put it out it's one of the more, more recent episodes, like literally the last episode. And he's like a sponsored skateboarder. And I was like, you have, I have so much respect for you. Cause like, I was like into like longboarding and stuff when I was uh, back in New Jersey, like growing up, I guess, like since like I was probably 
13 to like 17 but then in new jersey everything's flat so you're not going like fast it's mostly just for like the transportation and so i would go into like bowls and i would like have my like um like smaller skateboard and just like ride up the bowls it was super chill and then i came out to california and everything was to a whole new level like people are longboarding down like the they're just bombing hills they're going 30 miles an hour and then with skateboarding like people are just so freaking good and so i remember like my freshman year of college i went to a skate park and i was like oh i'm gonna drop into this bowl like because like skating looks so cool and it looks way easier than it actually is so i was like i kept dropping in i kept falling back on my uh like wrist like i just kept falling back and i was like oh i'm gonna get it this time like i'm gonna get it this time uh, the next thing I know, like I, my board's like half over the like dr- the like like the lip of the bowl, and I like looked down and I was like, "All right, I guess I'm gonna try. This is the last time." And then the last thing I know, I just like picked up my head from the ground and everyone just looking at me and I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh fuck, like oh man." And then I look and it there's like blood on the ground and I'm like, "Oh shit." And I just got my skateboard and I ran to the car. I was like, "This is so embarrassing." So I ran to the car and I looked at myself and I was half half of my front tooth was missing. I chipped my tooth. I fl- fell flat on my face. I chipped my tooth. I had to get four stitches on my chin. And that was the end of skateboarding for me. I was like, this is it. I can't do this anymore. But anyway, yeah, huge respect because skateboarding takes a lot of determination. And I think it transfers over to like a lot of different parts of your life. So you were doing skateboarding, I guess, got into graffiti. Like, I guess, like, do those those two worlds are pretty close together, would you say? Uh, every, everything that I kind of do, they all go hand in hand, like with photography, too, like. I didn't pick up a camera like probably after a little when after I started skateboarding because then like I started like just taking photos of my friends skateboarding and videos and you know like, just doing this stuff like that so like photography yeah so everything works hand in hand same with like graffiti like you go like my friend paints a wall and I'm just like I'm there and I want to capture what he's you know yeah definitely so i guess to like i guess you know we kind of kind of went into the different stages of like you know kind of what led you to where you're at now with videography and photography i guess what um like what are i guess what about photography specifically like caught your eye right because with skateboarding it was like hey look there's that kid he's skateboarding like that looks really cool and then with graffiti like like you said, like it was your friends, they were also doing it. So it's like, all right, well, they're my friends. That seems cool. I'll do it too. Did you see someone doing photography? Like what about it really struck you and you were like, this is what I want to like pick up next? Yeah. So I, I had a friend who had a gallery and he, he was like a really, all he shot was like film, ca- film, you know, film cameras and film mm-hmm. photography. And, and one of his best friend was another great film photographer and also was was filming all the skaters in Milwaukee so do skate edits and stuff like that and I really like respected those two and they had a show together and I went to the show and then at the show they were giving away a camera but it was like a two dollar raffle ticket so like I entered and then at the end of the night like they had this like little girl that was at the show draw out the name and like she drew out my name so I like won one of the film cameras and 
you know, shooting film isn't easy. Like I messed up so many roles, like trying to learn, trying to learn lighting and, you know, aperture, all these like different settings in a camera. It was, it was hard. And I, and I think that's what I liked about it. Like the challenge and also like just like waiting for that, waiting for your films to come back and just to see like what you, you captured and if you, if you captured it well or, or not. So from there, like, I just kept doing it. But before that, I, I also uh, was doing screen printing, you know, with skateboarding. There's like the skateboarding clothing brands that sponsor good skaters. I wasn't good enough to get sponsored. So I was like, I, I always like, cause like, I'm going to be good at skating, get sponsored and get all the, get all the clothes and stuff. One of my friends was sponsored by Diamond, Diamond Supply. And he's, he had all the fresh gears and I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to be like him someday. So I just like, I knew that wasn't happening because I was, you know, when winter gets here, like no more skating until summer again. So you lose all your, your tricks and stuff. So I just like started doing, I started doing like, you know, clothing. So just screen printing t-shirts and just wearing them and giving them to my friends in high school. And that became popular to the point where like I was, sending out some of the pieces to like photographers in LA. And then when I won that camera, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to shoot for my brand too. And, and it just ended up working out perfectly. So That's from cool. there, yeah, from like shooting film and stuff, eventually, I, I think a year later, I, my mom ended up, ended up buying like a T3i camera for me. So I shot with that. And then when I got to college, like, I used my financial aid money to get me an actual semi-professional camera. So, yeah. Wow. Nice. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy because I also have a like I my first camera was also a film camera, but difference between you and I is I still don't know if I'm using that thing right because I have not gotten any of my roles developed. But I'm scared because I probably have like I probably have like over a hundred dollars worth of film that needs to be developed, but. We'll see, I guess, how good they turn out. But yeah, I think there's really something special about film. And yeah, I guess if you need to, it's crazy. You want it in a raffle. Like, what are the odds? And like now to see where you've gotten with your photography now, like, I know, like, I guess you do, like, you, okay, you have like a pretty big following on social media. You know, you're at like over 50,000 followers now. Like, when did that all start? Was that around the same time as the film? Like, what? when did you kind of realize that, hey, Instagram would be a great outlet for me to showcase my art? Um, I, I don't even know. Like, at the time when I first got it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to use it for, to post my photography. Because at the time, like, I wasn't even that great at photography. I was just like, I was posting stuff for my brand. And then, and then eventually I was like, oh, I, I also do photography and this, this platform seemed like it's, it's what photographers post. So I just like started, I started posting my, my work slowly and just like a lot of it was like from my phone. Is that I, I, I got Instagram before I got the camera, you know? Mm -hmm. I was posting, you know, Visco. I was using Visco to edit my stuff. And then eventually when I had the film camera, I was like, oh, film looks like Visco. And it's it's much cooler shooting it. And it's it's it looks a little 
better quality. So I just started posting that and then would go around the city and just shoot, shoot a lot of like just the cityscape stuff in Milwaukee. But like one of the biggest uh, inspiration was like one of my friends who I was skating with before he got into photography. And then like probably like months later, I find out that he was posting on Instagram and his work was just blowing up. And I was like, damn, this is my city. My city looked this good. Like Milwaukee looks this good. So I just like started going out and exploring more. So I would just take more and more photos. Then there's this one time I went to Chicago, took a photo of the bean, you know, the cliche photo of the bean. Mm-hmm. The Chicago page reposted it. And I was like, wow, this is like, and they had like probably over like 100,000 followers. And a lot of people were like reaching to me and like, oh, this is a cool shot, blah, blah, blah. And then and I was like, wow, there's an actual community here. And so I just kept doing it. And then I met up with my friend who goes by Ill Concept on Instagram. He's at like 100K followers right now. So I would go with him to Chicago from Milwaukee. And I just kept shooting with him. And I just learned a lot from him and and kind of just started doing it like more seriously. Yeah, it's awesome. So I guess like also like just going back to time frame, like at what time of your life is this like and at what point did you realize like that, you know, college is not going to be what you want to do anymore and that like photography and something related to art is probably what you want to actually do with like the rest of your life? I think I think. uh, Right, right away, like first semester like at the end of first semester, like I just like, all I kept thinking about was, was like the brand I started and like why I started it. And I was just like, I just wanted, I want to do more clothes. Cause like the thing is like with school, like I'm, I'm the type of person to, if I'm doing one thing, I'll like try to put all my effort into it. So like, that's, that's what happened with school. Like if, if I want to get good grades, I, I'm gonna, spend all my time studying and making sure I get good grades because what's the point of doing school if you're going to fail, you know? So, like, I put all my time into it and not balancing out my kind of, like, I guess, life with school. So that really, like, got to me. So I was like, oh, I'm not really skating, skateboarding anymore. I'm not making art anymore. I'm not designing clothes anymore. And those are, like, the things that I love doing. So it's just, like, second semester I just kind of had enough and I was like yeah I'm just kind of I'm gonna just figure it out and luckily it just it just kind of happened and I mean it's been like a long two years but learning a lot from the program public allies to now freelancing to having a company with through my friends is it's kind of like almost a blessing you know yeah, definitely. No, it's a crazy journey. And I definitely want to talk about your clothing brand, uh, which we'll definitely get to like, like, right after this question. So I guess, um, you know, something that I, I want to ask just because, um, you know, your family, you did immigrate to the US and like my parents are immigrants. And I know for all my friends who have immigrant parents and like education is just such a big thing and they value it so highly um like how tough was that decision to leave school and like kind of like I guess you know 
because I know everyone's story sounds perfect and like you see the Instagram posts and like I mean I saw your Instagram I was like this kid is so cool like he's like my age and he's crushing it but I'm sure every story comes with its difficult parts as well so I don't know if that was a difficult part for you so could you kind of elaborate on it it was like I I like you probably like one of the few people to like know how difficult that was like you know just like like literally they sacrificed their life for me and my siblings to come here to go to school and and be successful and it was it was the like probably one of the hardest things that I had to do like every day thinking about like about like you know do I stick with school do I not and probably took me months of just like literally stressing and thinking about it and then I just got to the point where I was just like, okay, this is like, at the end of the day, I don't want to be like 50 and then thinking back to like, oh, you could have, you could have did this and became successful at it too. I just, I just started realizing that it's like school is great, but there's other ways to be successful. And it took me almost two and a half years to tell them. And that's, still to this day it's like one of those things that I like think about and I just I don't know if I made the right decisions or not lied to my parents but I, I survived somehow you know like now it's all that matters they know that I'm doing a business with my friends and and that we're going to be successful so. mm -hmm. yeah no that's good it's a good point I mean at the end of the day, you know, you, you mentioned something that's really important is just like, you know, like 20 years from now, I guess, like, you know, you just want to live out the life you want to live. And I guess if you knew you were going to go into art and photography, like that's a field that some people do study in college, but it's not necessary to be really good at it and to still make a life out of it um, and need like invest those three more years and all the money to go into it. So, yeah, I, I definitely no, I respect that. And it's a it's a definitely not an easy choice to make um so to kind of touch on i guess where you're at now uh, i know you have your clothing brand unfinished legacy is that this is that the still the same clothing brand that you started back you know yeah. back in high school yeah yep. so what was like the inspiration behind it like what what does the name mean like what does it mean to you yeah definitely so so you know i i started off i started it because like you know, I wanted to get sponsored, but I wasn't good enough. So I was like, I'm just going to make my own stuff. But it's it, now that I think about it, so it's deeper than that. So throughout high school, I tried to occupy my summer by doing internships. So literally throughout my four years of high school, I did internships every, every summer. And one of the ones, one of the cooler ones I did was the art museum. So it's like Milwaukee Art Museum. I interned with them over the summer and we we kind of just did like a bunch of like cool art projects that were like put on a on the side of the bus so i kind of tried to like unify milwaukee since it's like one of the segregated cities in the u.s and that was a really awesome experience but from there like i remember we were sitting for lunch one day all the interns and like the instructors and we were asked to describe ourselves with one word and I was just thinking, I was just thinking like, okay, what word do I use? And then the girl next to me was like, she described 
her one word was unfinished and I was like damn like that's a good one like you know just like how and it resonated with me so much because you know we all live here we all have goals and dreams and aspirations that we want to achieve some days and like to me like all of those things were unfinished to me and you know when I after 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 the launch like when the program was done I was walking home and I was like unfinished I just kept thinking about that word and then like legacy was like kind of like it was my graffiti name you know because when I was doing graffiti that was, that's what I was I used to write and so I just tied the two together it's like unfinished legacy and a lot of like the people that I really like look up to like MLK like Nelson Nelson Mandela and and Gandhi and all those people and I just thought about how like their legacies are unfinished because we're still like to this day we're still like fighting for human rights and equality and all these other like social issues and so I just like I really like like the two words and it's just something that like really resonate with me and I think with a lot of people so I just like decided to run with it and until to this day like I think that's like one of the brand that's just like even though it's like I hope I can make it someday into like a big clothing brand but like if not it's just like something that I that's meaningful to me and like in my existence in this world mm-hmm. yeah definitely and I'll definitely like have the the social media for that in the show notes below so people can definitely go check it out um yeah no it's it's super I really like the name and hearing your explanation totally makes sense I mean I think like when you ask these people like we're widely successful like oh like what are you in it for like they never say like it's about the money or it's about this like they always say like oh I want to leave a legacy like I want to have something uh you know something that's there after I'm gone and like yeah for many of us that's like unfinished so yeah I think it's a really it's a really smart name so it's cool to hear the story behind that um so I guess as as we kind of wrap up here and like we're thinking about where you are now right you've worked with uh, some really cool companies like Google, Red Bull, Movement Watch. I guess could you kind of highlight, you know, what it was like working with all these different companies and how these different opportunities came to be? Yeah, yeah. Um, like some of them, I still like don't like understand or like wrap my head around because it's just like, like wow, like Google is like one of the like world's biggest company and just like. They reached out to me through like my website and like, oh, we like your work, and we're having this ambassador program. You wanna, do you wanna be a part of it? And I was like, anything that has to do with Google, of course, I want to be a part of that. And they just started like sending me phones, like the the pixels, and and just like, and that was just been really awesome. Just like, they like my work, you know, just like. I love doing photography, but like when companies like reach out to me just because they love like my art and they're willing to like work with me or like collaborate with me to to either like create some some work for them or just to like just like support me as a creator. Like that was just kind of like, I think back to like skateboarding, you know, we all like I wanted to get sponsored and just like be good at skateboarding, but now I'm like good at something and companies are reaching out and like giving me stuff and are just like hiring me to do like 
certain project it's just like it's kind of just like a dream almost like you know yeah it's pretty incredible i mean your work is really good like it's definitely well deserved uh you can definitely tell like i know you're at a you're definitely at like a high skill level in terms of photography um and so i guess you know how did the whole journey with the urban misfit ventures start like where did you meet q how like what was your thinking of the time when he told you like hey we're gonna start a business together yeah uh so it's it's funny because i i didn't know q before but it was just like one of my friends was telling me about him he's like oh man there's this kid in milwaukee that has this where's this black hat and <laughs> and linkedin is a new thing on uh video is a new thing on linkedin and he's taking advantage of that you should check him out and i was just like okay like okay cute and then i pulled up his instagram i saw some of the videos he was kind of posting and talking about i was like oh this guy's like really serious about like what he's talking about and the video stuff he's doing on linkedin and then like i think like two months later like one of our mutual friend like brought like a group of like creatives around Milwaukee together to just like talk about like possible collaboration and Q was there and when we were talking he was like dude I've been following your work for three years and I was like wow like you've been following me for three years and like it's just weird like he knew about me like he, he was following my social media along with Izzy which later on like are my business partners but it was like it was like it's weird and so a week later after the meeting with a bunch of the creatives, he hires me to do like a, a video. He was consult consulting a brand about LinkedIn and he asked me to do a video for him. So I did a video and then a week later, he asked me to do another video for, for this company he's starting with Eric Bids. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down, let's do it. I got, I just wanted to like help create some their vision into like life and so I didn't even charge them I was like yeah let's do it I'll, I'll shoot you guys video and then from there like I I learned I got to that's when I first met Eric and I got to learn about what they're trying to do and I was like dude I'm down like this is something that I've always wanted to do to like do photography videography full-time and if this is something you guys are are going to be doing I want to be a part of it so like from there we just like the three of us came together and then the next week we were doing a collaboration with local companies in Milwaukee. The first one was Ro Rochambeau. That was like the first video we've done together as like a company. And then we did a video for Bubbler Bike, which is like a bike that, you know, in every city there's like the bike where you can rent and just bike around. And so we did a video for them. And then from there, I was like, wow, like, we're actually doing stuff with this company. So I was like very excited to be a part of it. And then I would just keep in touch with Q. We would always like go get coffee and like just talk about business. And he, he really opened my eyes to, to just like how I should value myself, how I should value my work and, and almost like a, a mentor, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just, I, that's like one thing that like really like, stuck out to me i was like why is this guy giving me all these tips and it's all for free <laughs> so i was like okay this is someone that i want to like befriend and actually work with so like then we just and then like weeks later we 
meet with Izzy, and then the four of us just kind of had the, this company and this vision bringing it to reality. And it's like, it's it's really like unbelievably like to watch it grow to what it is now and, and how fast we're growing to having like an office in downtown Milwaukee and just collaborating and doing work for like some of the biggest companies in Milwaukee. It's just, it's just like, I would have never imagined, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, you have like, it's been, it seems like it's been such a journey for you, you know, in the different just like stages you've gone throughout. So it's really cool how like, it seems like for you, like everything's just been pretty fluid in terms of like, opportunities, like, you know, you just saw skateboarding, and you saw it as a way to like, you know, find a find a crowd that you fit in with as well as like an interest in it. And then to graffiti, to photography and videography. And now it's like, taking that into a full blown business. So yeah, it was really interesting, like hearing, you know, just your different perspective and your overall story. Cause I think there's a lot of good lessons in there. So I guess like, what's up next for you? Like, what are you looking forward to as we head into 2019? Oh, 2019. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just excited to travel. I want to, I want to travel more. Just, I haven't been to LA or like California or any of that so i want to i want to travel up there i want to go back back to new york again i want to i want to at least get better with my work and life balance i want to spend more time with my family and and just like keep growing as an individual like i never want to stop growing like same with my art just keep pushing boundaries and and just try to like collaborate with as many people as possible like mm -hmm. that, that's a goal just be out more, do more, and just live life, you know? Yeah, I love that. All right, well, thank you so much, Brema. really appreciate you coming on the show. I will have Brema Brema, legendary name. Uh, I will have your social medias uh, linked in the show notes below. Definitely check him out. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely let me know why and the ratings in Apple um podcast app that's always super appreciated and thank you guys so guys that wraps up this episode of the work in progress podcast if you enjoy this episode make sure to leave a review on the apple podcast app it really does help to scale the show help more listeners know that this is something worth listening to and worth investing their time in if you guys also want to really support the show and maybe share with your friends make sure to take a screenshot while you're listening let me know why you like this episode and i'll be re posting those so you guys can get an additional shout out as well. I really hope that you enjoy this podcast. And if you don't know, one of my goals for 2019 is to have Work in Progress be an iTunes Top 100 podcast. So I want to thank you for helping me get a little bit closer to that goal by listening to this podcast and by taking the time out of your day to listen to this interview or listen to this Real Talk. I hope to see you on Wednesday for the Real Talk live streams and peace out.